0: Hello, and welcome to a God-Focused Life Podcast. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. It was interesting this morning. I was reading a verse from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, and it says, May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. So we even see verses that talk about healthy, living, God's way. And when we live life God's way, it is a life of peace. In every single area. So I want to welcome you. We are going through the Bible and I'm highlighting some of the major stories that I know that I grew up learning in Sunday school and reading in my storybook Bibles. And I just wanted to go through and start sharing some of these stories with you guys. They are not fictional. They are not make-believe. These are real people, real stories, things that really did happen in history. God created the earth. And he created people and he created all of creation to glorify him. So if we were made by God, then we will prosper God's way when we learn how to apply the principles of his word to our lives. Now, before I get into today's uh, topic about Joseph... I want to just give you a freebie, okay, because it has rocked my world this morning and has given me such an excitement. And it is really based on these uh, verses, the verse that I just read, and then the very next verse that says, you know, the, that God, um, the God of peace will sanctify you through and through all three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And then in verse 24, it says, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. I love that because I spent so many years trying to be a good girl, trying to combat sin, trying to live for God rather than living from God. So I was embracing the rules and the regulations and I had made a commitment to spend time with the Lord, which that helped me. I will tell you straight up, that commitment that I made early on at 19 years old that absolutely helped me. However, I'm seeing now that God's word shows us that God is the one who cleanses us from the inside out. He forgives us of our sins. Uh, First John 1 9 says that if we confess our sins, and what that means is God, I've been doing things my own way. The truth in your word is true and is right. Forgive me. I want to line up with what you say is right, what you you know, what is on your heart. That is what confession is, and it says when we confess our sins, He is faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and He leads us in that path of righteousness, and He helps us to make the healthy decisions. So let me apply this as a mother. I am a mother of two teenagers, and I literally just sent a message out on our family chat thread. And I said, you know what? Here are these two verses. Look at this. God wants to sanctify us. Pay attention to what it is that God does. And I just told my kids, My job is not to be your sin police. I am not here. And I heard a pastor say this years ago. I am not to be the sin sniffer. I'm, that's not what I'm looking for. You know, like a, you know, a canine looking for drugs in the airport, looking for the wrong people, the bad people, the bad stuff. That's not my job. My job is to help my kids love Jesus. Do help my kids understand that God loves them. He has a plan for them. And when they do life with him, that is when peace will just literally overcome their lives. And then when we are close to him, sin is taken care of. We live a life of peace. And then we are aware of God's presence in our lives. And then we can start seeing, God, what do you have for me? What, where am I supposed to be today? What school am I supposed to go to? What job am I supposed to, you know, go into? And God shows us that step by step, but we have to be in relationship with Him in order to hear those things. So that was a freebie for today because it is just, um, It's just spilling over in my life and in my heart, and it just makes me so, so happy to know that I don't have to worry about cleaning myself up. I just have to come into his presence as like a baby, a baby. It is impossible for a baby to wash its own hair, give itself a bath, to change its own diaper, to clean up, you know, its mess. It has to go to the Lord or to its parents the same way that we have to go to the Lord like, God, these sins are too big for me. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how to, I don't have it within me. And God picks us up and he gives us the strength. And then as we grow in him, then he teaches us how to, you know, because a baby doesn't just stay a baby. A baby does grow up and does learn how to wash its hair and wash its body and uh, it grows, it can feed itself. So I'm just thankful that God helps us to grow in him, but he does not have these highest expectations on us prematurely. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. So, all right, let's get into today's story. Um, and it is a story about Joseph. And uh, Joseph, because we have been going through the line of Abraham and Isaac. And Isaac has a son named Jacob. And Jacob, uh, in yesterday's podcast, we talk about Jacob marrying Rachel, but he was kind of, you know, maybe not Tricked, maybe you could say tricked, but he was working for seven years for Rachel, and uh Laban gave him his daughter Leah instead, so he worked another seven years and then was able to marry Rachel and so out of all of the children that were had, um Leah was the one that had the children, and Rachel's womb was barren and then Uh, God opened up her womb and she gave birth to Joseph. Now, out of all of these kids, who do you think is the favorite child? It is Joseph. Um, And Joseph, I don't know if you've ever heard of the story of the coat of many colors, or maybe you've heard of, you know, a Broadway play, or maybe you've heard um, there's, you know, songs about it or Bible stories. Like, what is this coat of many colors? Well, this was a gift to Joseph from his father. And none of the other brothers had a coat of many colors. It was specifically for Joseph from his father. And so it set him apart, and the other brothers got very, very jealous of him. And they ended up taking Joseph and throwing him into a well. They literally wanted to kill him. Now, the oldest brother, his name was Reuben, stepped in and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not kill him. So here's the thing. They, they, they wanted to kill him first. And then Reuben was the one that said, let's put him in the well. And he was going to go back and pull him out of the well later on. But then as the brothers were sitting around and they, they heard Joseph, you know, crying and, you know, probably yelling, maybe even screaming from this pit of a well and wanted out, they, they didn't pull him out. And instead they said, you know what? We could actually make some money. Let's sell him. Okay. So they sold him to Egyptians and they're like, we'll be rid of him. We will tell dad that he was killed. Um, he will go into the Egyptians. He'll be a slave there and live the rest of his life, you know. Whatever happens to him happens to him and we will actually make some money. Now, Reuben wasn't there at that time when they sold him. And when Reuben comes back and sees Joseph is gone, he's really upset. Now, listen, here's the thing about Reuben. We don't really know what are the intentions because Reuben would have been held at fault because he was the oldest. So, uh, you know, maybe Reuben. You know, let's maybe give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he truly was concerned about Joseph. Maybe, or was he concerned about his own, um, his own hide, right? As that saying goes, maybe he was worried about the own punishment that he would get as the firstborn son. So just something to think about. Um, our sin has consequences, huge consequences. They go back. To Jacob. And Jacob, you know, they, they bring the um, coat of many colors and they put blood on it and they tear it apart and they make it look like Joseph was killed by a wild beast, a wild animal. And Jacob cried bitterly is what the scriptures say. And he uh, cried and he mourned and he says, I will mourn his loss, you know, this death till the day I die. He was so, 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 so heartbroken. And I'm thinking too, what must have been going through his mind? Because he was given a promise from God that he would have descendants generations to generations, and this would have come through Rachel. And so, you know, what would have been the things that he would have been thinking at that point? Um, You know, my, my favorite son's gone. Well, you know, now what? so what ends up happening joseph is sold to egypt and again please go into your bible reading and ask god to highlight and point things that god might want to speak to you because there are so many details in joseph's life because we know that joseph is very gifted he's able to hear the voice of god He is able to do some dream interpretation, which is pretty amazing because that comes straight from the Lord. There were quote unquote wise men, you know, people in the land that, you know, studied the stars and studied all of these things, you know, to be wise but Jacob, I'm sorry, Joseph would hear directly from the Lord. And so uh, even when he was thrown into prison, he would hear the voice of the Lord and he would be able to interpret dreams uh, from people that were also thrown in prison with them. Now we see the life of Joseph. He uh, uh, eventually becomes second in command, actually It depends on how you look at it. First in command. So there's Pharaoh and Pharaoh is so impressed by God that is at work in Joseph's life that he puts him in command and puts him in charge of all of the land. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. And it's all because of God working in his life. So let me ask you, are you, and this kind of ties in with what I uh, opened up this podcast with. Are you walking close enough to the Lord to where you can glean wisdom, where you can hear God's voice, where God's giving you discernment about different situations? Are you reading your word and gleaning wisdom from the scriptures and Being able to apply the scriptures to real life circumstances for other people, because when God pours into us, we should be like a fountain that overflows into the lives of those people around us. So we see, um, and again, go and read through, I read through the Immerse Bible. That's a very easy reading, um, kind of like a storybook Bible. It is the New Living Translation. It will give you the overview of the scriptures, and if you want to go more in depth, you can grab other versions of the Bible. You can grab, I love the Life Application Bible that has notes in it. Uh, You can grab commentaries. I like the Bible Knowledge Commentary. I think that's great. Another old one that's, um, I just get it from my dad because my dad has been a Baptist pastor for years, and he loves Vernon McGee, and so I have that set. I found it at a thrift store years ago so I have that still on my shelf. It, they're they are just great resources to go to to understand a little bit more when you're like, man, what does this all mean? So, you know, grab those resources and go through and read the entire story of Joseph. I think you will find it fascinating. Joseph does get set up from Pharaoh's wife and uh the Pharaoh's name was Potiphar and Potiphar's wife wanted to uh, trick Joseph into sleeping with her. And, you know, and he fled from her and he was like, I've got to honor Potiphar. What are you doing? And he fled from her and ran away. Um, and I, I think that that shows that sometimes life is unfair because from that, uh, Potiphar's wife you know, went crying to her husband, I can't believe that this man just tried to rape me. So unfair for Joseph and he was thrown into prison, you know? And then, so we see in Joseph's life, good things and bad things, good things and bad things. And it's so unfair. So many things that happened in his life were just totally unfair unfair. Can you relate to that? I know that I can. I'm like, God, why is this happening? Why are these people setting me up and calling me a liar? Or why are they telling me this, this, this? Why are they gossiping and saying that when this is the truth? God, you know the truth. And God will use those things to sharpen our character, to sharpen and help us to depend on God as a defender to help us realize i'm not serving man i am serving god and god will this is where we get that phrase because later on we do see joseph in command of of egypt and a famine comes in the land And he literally saves the lives of his family, his family. This is years later. He literally saves their lives in the famine and the brothers all come to Egypt. And when Joseph sees them, he is like kind of shocked. He has to go away for a moment and cry and then gain his composure. They don't even recognize him because Joseph is you know, dressed in all of the Egyptian garb because he's, you know, that's the customs of Egypt. So they don't even recognize him. And then Joseph makes a point to see all of the brothers. And there was a special affection to the youngest brother, Benjamin. And so he wants to see Benjamin. And of course he wants to see his father. So it's just a beautiful story of redemption that that God does not leave us in the unfairness. God is just, and he, this is the phrase that we hear, and sometimes we hear it said, it is based on scripture, that God works all things out for good. Joseph looks at his brothers and eventually he reveals to them I am Joseph and they just come undone. They are like in in shock. I can't imagine how they must've felt. Like, I can't believe uh, this is our brother. And so, um, you know, go read the details of that story because it's beautiful. They are scared. And then Joseph is kind of treating them a little bit harshly at first. And then he, you know, shows love towards them. But he says, what you meant for evil in my life. God meant for good. He was able to look them in their eyes and say, you wanted to kill me. You sold me into slavery. I have spent all of these years. You don't even know the things that I've gone through in prison, being accused unfairly and unjustly. You have no idea, but God has been with me. God himself has promoted me, not my father because I was the favorite, not you guys. My life was not in your hands. My life was in God's hands and God's plans for me prevailed even over the evil that you tried to do to me. So I just submit this to you. Number one, take an assessment of the things that have been done to you that are unfair. Look at them, like make a list of them and realize, God, these are the things that have happened to me and they are so unfair. And then take that list to the Lord and say, God, How do you want to redeem these things? How do you want to turn these things into something good? What are you trying to do in my character to make me more like Christ? Talk about some unfair things being done and accused and lied about and cheated and just so unjust. Jesus is, I mean, even still to this day, I have heard uh, snippets on Instagram of people doing some news clips where people are saying, even Jesus admitted that he was not perfect on earth. Are you kidding me? That is a lie. So even to this day, Jesus, his reputation is being misrepresented. He is being lied about and the, the scriptures are twisted to make him into something that he is not. But, tr- but just trust me on this. God is big enough and he will have the last word and he is a defender and he does work all things out for his glory and for his good and for your good and for the purpose that he has in your life. Sometimes the unfair things will happen, but what is God trying to do in our lives? The scripture is clear in the New Testament where Jesus says, you have to abide in me the same way that a branch of a tree has to, has to remain attached to To the tree in order to flourish and bear fruit. It's the same way that we have to remain in Jesus. And we know that there are seasons that come that trees and plants and vegetation, they have to endure all four seasons of life. They have to endure spring, summer, fall, where they start losing their leaves, and the winter where it is bitter cold, it is snowy, and they have to dig deep and hold tight Onto the tree trunk so that they don't fall off and die. They, you know, so the same in our lives, we have to cling so tightly to Jesus and know that even the unfair things will work out for good. Let's draw closer to God. Let's draw closer and and let's think about like the verse that says that God will sanctify us as we draw closer to Him. He is doing a purification on the inside of us. And then we will get to a place that no matter what people say to us, no matter what people do to us, we realize we are not just a physical being. We are not just an emotional being. We are a spiritual being that we can overcome spiritually everything and anything that happens to us. People around us do not have the final word. You know that that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And we say that, oh, that is not true. That is not true. But spiritually, when we get so deep in the things of the Lord and His truth becomes our truth, that we stand on the truth of Jesus Christ because He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And when we are so attached to Him, honestly... Sticks and stones, you know, they may break our bones, but they can't break our spirit. Words might be said to us and about us, but they cannot break our spirit. They cannot change the plan that God has for you or for me. So let's just spend our time coming closer and closer to the Lord. You know what? We are not the sin police in my own life and in my children's life and the people around me. My job is to help People come closer to the Lord because when people come closer to the Lord, that is when God can do his work in their lives. It is impossible to come into the presence of God and remain unchanged. God's presence in and of itself will change us. I mean, we will uh, have all of our needs met in the spirit. God will do the miraculous the same way that we see the miracles in the Old Testament. He will perform the miracles in our lives today, but we have to be close enough to hear him and get that instruction from him. Who knows? He may be creating manna and giving us manna from heaven at our doorstep. We see where angels fed prophets. We see where ravens came and fed prophets. We see where God himself sent manna and, you know, they had enough for the day who knows, we see that Jesus multiplied food for the people that followed him out into the wilderness. Do not worry. And it is very clear in the New Testament where it says, do not worry about what you will eat or drink or what you will wear because God has clothed the lilies of the valley." He sees the sparrows. He sees the birds of the air. He knows what we need. And he is a provider. He is the capital P provider of all providers. I know that in our lives that my husband and I had to learn our employer is not our provider. It is God because an employ an an employer, it could be a company that goes belly up in a second. It could be an employer that like recalibrates all of the employees and will let you go and you don't have a job. That person is not the provider. It is God and God Himself. So just know bad things happen to good people. You better believe it. But God uses those things to shape us, sharpen us, and help us learn how to overcome his way. All right. That is an amazing lesson. I know that even just speaking this and it's stirring in my own spirit. I I am just so thankful. So, so, so thankful that God just like, Uh, highlights His Word, highlights principles in His Word, and we can apply it for today. It increases our faith, and we just go to overflow where we can um, increase somebody else's faith that might be down. So with that being said, if you have been blessed, I would ask you that you give this podcast a rating. Please go give it a five-star rating. Uh, Write a review, share it, like it, comment, Um, do those things because it changes the algorithm so that more people will find this podcast and who knows someone may come closer to the Lord their lives could be changed they may even enter into heaven all because they are digging in deeper and they want to accept Jesus Christ as their savior so that is just another way that we can all work together to bring the gospel to people um I'm not getting paid for this podcast. Nobody is sponsoring this. Nobody is, uh, you know, saying, Rebecca, re, you know, record these podcasts. It is what the Lord has asked me to do, just to spread the word of the gospel out to more and more people. So um, love you guys. So glad that you tuned in today. I hope you are blessed. I hope that you are trusting God in the good days, and the hard days, and knowing that He will work all things out for His glory and for your good in Jesus' name. Okay, have a great day, guys, and until next time.